Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1814. Today we're back across the pond in the UK. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm back across the pond. I seem to be in the UK a lot this year, which is very, very cool. I'm in Wilkshire, and I'm talking with a very special guest by the name of Adam Allen. Hey, Adam, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear? Are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready, Mark, and uh, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. We'll have some fun. Before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into this very cool thing that you're doing, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Adam? Uh, You're going to be a bit shocked with this, but I don't actually drive. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you got me. You don't actually drive. Now, that begs the question, why? Uh, I fell asleep in a driving test, so at the wheel. You fell okay. You fell asleep in a driving test. Now, did you? Were you up studying all night too long or something? I've got no idea. It just sort of scared me a little bit. Well, you know, it's best to not do what you're not comfortable with. But I find this really fascinating. I started asking that question not too long ago. I used to not ask that at the beginning, and I tell you, it it brings up some very interesting answers. Now, where you live, is there a lot of um, uh, ways to get around then, so you don't have to deal with not having a car? Yes, there's lots of sort of public transport. I've sort of just learned to adapt with it, really. Well, there you go. Well, as long as you have that. A lot of places here in the U.S., like where I live, it's very hard to get around if you don't have a vehicle. I'd have to walk a long ways to get to a bus stop and multiple transfers. And it, yeah, it wouldn't work very well for me. So, uh, but uh, well, nowadays we have Uber, we have Lyft, all those different options. So different ways you get around too, right? Lots of different ways, trains, um, sort of, I'd love walking, so, yeah. Hot air balloons, whatever you like. Hot air balloons, flying. Helicopters, yeah, there you go. Well, that's fascinating. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, and I'd love to, to share with you, or share with my audience, our audience today, a lot more about what you're doing. Adam Allen is the owner of Retro Classic Clothing. It's a range of classic vehicle-inspired designs for enthusiasts just like you and me. Whether your passion is on two wheels or four, has a propeller or steam his designs are guaranteed to delight more than just t-shirts his designs emote slices of history and celebrate a bygone era his business is international and he ships worldwide adam's a lifelong motor racing enthusiast that loves the history of old machines on the land the sea and the air you'll find classic hot rods two-wheeled legends including lambretta harleys competition icons including porsche 917s maserati 250fs bugatti type 57 even citrion 2 cvs morgan three-wheelers and yeah a route master bus adam is all about old cool school we'll be back in just a minute to learn more about adam and his business but first a word from our valued sponsors that give us a way to exist here on cars yeah so give them a listen give them a little love and we'll be right back here we go did you know the most damaging thing to your vehicle's interior is the sun harsh uv rays damage your interior over time cracking the dash fading colors and the heat makes getting into your favorite ride downright unbearable. My friends at Covercraft have the perfect solution for you 
and me. Their quality made sunscreens are easy to use, take seconds to install and to remove, and they protect your vehicles while parked in the sun if using a cover isn't a good option. I have one for every one of my cars. They come in a variety of colors and options, and their accordion design makes unfolding and folding them up for storage as cool as the summer breeze. Your sunscreen comes custom tailored for your special vehicles and manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. Here at Cars Yeah, I've got a savings just for you. Use the code YAH21, that's Y-E-A-H, Two one at Covercraft.com and they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Adam. So we are back. Let's dive a little deeper into the corner. I'll be at the wheel today, if you don't mind, but that's okay. We'll have some fun. Uh, I'd love for you to talk more about what got you into this business you have, because I found you online and I went, gosh, these designs are so cool. They're so interesting. And I reached out to Adam. Of course, he responded. And here we are together. Retro classic clothing. How did this all come about? So I'm a trained graphic designer. Um, And when I finished uni, I started working for a mail order uh, car parts, classic car parts company. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked there for seven years, um, learned the industry, marketing, all of that sort of stuff, really. Then left there and ran um, a printing and embroidery company for somebody else. And that's when I learned the industry and then thought I might as well combine the two together. You know, I find this really cool because I had a graphic design business for years, uh, was in a graphic design industry for a long time, and I love design. And then uh, the fact that you got to to take your craft, if you will, and combine it with your passion was pretty darn cool. And then the fact that you ran an embroidery company and you learned about the shirts and all that kind of thing. So at what point did you say, you know, maybe I can do my own little business here? Uh, it's sort of more learned the process and it was just... I started doing some T-shirt designs for a friend, and they started selling. And he sort of said, "Why don't you make a bit of money on the side and do your own designs?" Yeah, yeah. It just started up like that. Really, had the passion, knew the knowledge um, of the magazines to get sort of press and get the name out there. 
Absolutely. So you took all those skills and combined them into something that you could do that's fun. That's what Cars Jazz is all about, people that have wrapped their passion into their business. When you think about what you're doing right now, and you know, you started this business and here we are. You're talking to some guy on the West Coast in the United States who loves to yep. promote people's businesses about what you're doing. It's pretty cool. And it's pretty fascinating. When you think about what you're doing right now with your career, what's the favorite part of what you're doing? Is it the design process? Is it meeting people? Is it marketing? Or is it all those combined? It's the design and the meeting people. I sort of started with designing the T-shirts from the cars. Then it progressed into sort of getting sort of pin-up models um, involved. And that was just models actually sending me photos because they wanted to be on a T-shirt. And now it's progressed to actually organizing the photo shoots and having the models, the photographer, having the cool cars, it's, it just keeps growing. Yeah. So it's just very exciting. I love, love my job. <laughs> well, no kidding. It sounds like it. What I found fascinating, and I want you to explain a little bit to our listeners since this is audio, and we'll put links obviously to your website so they can go and see visually what you do, but your designs, what caught my eye is it's different than a lot of things you see with t-shirt design. You just see a car and so forth, but you add a lot of elements to this, don't you? I try and tell a story. I sort of try and set a scene so it takes you back. So it's a modern fit T-shirt, but the design is to sort of take you back to that era of when you loved that car or the bike or that vehicle. Pin-up girls, sort of just set that scene and you can have them and <laughs> they're around. Exactly. Now, I think that's a fascinating part of it. That's what set your design apart and made it caught my eye as a graphic designer. And I went, okay, there's something a little extra here, actually a lot extra. And I love that concept of telling a story with what you're producing, which is fascinating to me. When you think about your business and life and your career as it's progressed, I always like to ask about a driving inspiration, maybe a mentor in your life, somebody that helped inspire you to move forward. Now, you mentioned this friend of yours that said, you know, the shirt you did for me is cool. Why don't you do a little side hustle with this thing? Is there someone in your life that really stands out that helped drive you forward in your life? Uh, I think it was mostly my family. Uh, my parents, my, my dad owned a builder's firm. Um, so he worked all his life doing that. Um, and my mum ran a video shop. So I sort of had the movie interest. So I've just grown up seeing them work hard and ups and downs of business really and it's just sort of stuck <laughs> were the uh were the dinner table conversations typically about business like they were in my house my kids sometimes would say dad when you quit talking talking about work let's talk about something else but i think that all you know kids listen to all this stuff and it even though they may act like they're not listening it goes in and it it gels and it starts to create things it does. My dad was mostly working all the time. So he was working from eight in the morning to eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So it was mostly conversations with my mum. <laughs> so strong work ethic that was instilled in so you. Strong, yeah. 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 Definitely a hard worker. And he's 75 and still working now. So. Well, good for him. I think that's another key thing. Does he love what he's doing? Is that a, a great part of why he's still working today? He loves what he's doing. Yeah. So I think that's the sort of the passion, really. Yeah. Get a job that you like and you, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not work. It's that you enjoy it. It's, uh... Absolutely. Well, this was a bold step that you took to go and make this a full-time type business for yourself. If you were going to advise other people to make a bold step like you have, what are some of the pieces of advice you would offer them so that they, they don't step into some of the pitfalls that others do? Um, I think for me, it's just to sort of be nice and polite and genuine. Um, I sort of 
someone who never says no. So it just opens doors and you never know where it's going to lead. Be nice and polite and genuine. Uh, that's a bit refreshing, especially when it comes to the business world, which is sometimes nitty gritty and grinding. But you touch on something here, Adam, that my listeners hear me say all the time, and that is we are happiest when we give back to others, when we help other yeah. people. And it sounds like that's been something in your life. Where did you get that from? Was that family again? I think it must be family. I've just always had that thing to help people and and just love what I do. Uh, I've always wanted to do art and yeah, I get to still do it. So Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to ask about a challenge or two that you may have faced because we always do this in business. Uh, these are lessons that we can learn from. So sit tight. We'll say thank you to some sponsors here and we'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Use the code CARSYEAH when you're subscribing and they'll give you $10 off. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So let's talk a bit about challenges. No doubt when you start your own business, there's lots of challenges. So talk about maybe one or two that you faced, maybe a big obstacle, even a big failure. But more importantly, what was that lesson in that situation that helped you move forward in a positive way? Uh, I think the main thing is I'm dyslexic. So it sort of just made me look at things differently and embrace being different, which I think comes across in my designs. I sort of look out there what there is and try and produce something different. This is fascinating to me because this keeps coming up with my guests over and over and over. My regular listeners have heard this, and I've had so many people on this show that are creative. They're designers, illustrators, fabricators, um, builders of cars, uh, people work in the graphic industry like you. I've talked about my father having dyslexia, being an architect, um, something that he kept from everyone. I didn't even know it until he was 80 when he told me because he was embarrassed by it because back when he was a kid, they didn't know what that was. So if you don't mind, I'd like to dig a little deeper into this because it just keeps coming up. And one of the things that my sister who works in special ed discovered is that dyslexia in some ways is a gift. And bear with me here. Yeah. I've learned that it provides people that have to live with it with another way of seeing. Did you, when did you discover when you were first dyslexic? Um, you sort of struggle with the sort of words and written um, and you sort of see in pictures. So for me, I can actually sort of picture a design in my head before I even started designing it, mm -hmm. which was, makes life easier when you have a car and a girl trying to put them together because um, they're not the same photo. So I can sort of see it, can turn it around in my head and just visualize it. 
when you were young, at what age did you realize this was a challenge? Is something was that you were different than maybe many other people in trying to learn to read and write, and you were visualizing things in a different way. About how old were you? I think I was about six or seven. Very young then. Very young. Sort okay. of, there was a friend that sort of got diagnosed. It was sort of up and coming. Um, so sort of quite a few tests had to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, yeah, the test, you have a, a very high visual IQ. Yeah. Um, which is which is great. So, yeah, it is a gift, as you say. Yeah, in a way. So how did you, growing up, learn to work around that? Because you still have to learn how to read and write in some respects, right? Uh, were there tools that you provided? Yeah, yeah. Still have to do all of that. Um, I just have to work a lot harder, really. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to sort of go to a Saturday school um, and just sort of work harder. Um, but, yeah, got through it all. So, And here you sit. I think I think that's pretty cool. So let's let's talk a little bit about if there's a, a listener out there that's dealing with this. What are some tips or tricks you might offer that person to find a way to live with it, to work through it, and maybe even to embrace it in a way so that they can use the other skills that I think, whether you believe in a heaven and God or whatever you might believe in that you have when you have dyslexia, because I keep hearing this over and over. I have this other talent that other people don't don't have because of this. Um, I think just ask the questions. There's always help out there for you. Mm. For me, I'm good at sort of the art, but I'm not very good at the accounting and stuff like that side. So it's just get ask for the help. Sure. The worst that can happen is someone says no to you. So When you think about uh, how this situation helped you, what are some of the ways that you actually look back down and go, you know what, this was a blessing in some ways? I think it's just looking at things, as I say, differently. So I don't like to just follow the trend. It's sort of, well, set my own trend and go from that. It's a tougher way and it's a longer way to get sort of there, there for the publicity, but it makes life a lot more interesting. Absolutely. Again, it's I find it fascinating that this keeps coming up with my talks with people. And I've had some people on this show that for the first time ever on this show, they actually said, I'm dyslexic. They never told anybody before because yeah. there is a stigma attached to it in some way. And in many ways, I think in today's world, maybe we attach that to ourselves uh, because of our experiences and so forth. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree. I think it's just there's a lot more people out there with it. And it's classed as a disability, but I don't see it as that at all. I see it as a gift and yeah, I embrace it. Well, that's cool. And I love the fact that you found a way to take that skill set you have being creative and create a business and a life around it. I think that's really, really cool. When you look forward to where you want to take this business do you have some big grand hairy audacious ideas of where you want to go with your your company uh yeah well it started off as a small idea and it's sort of grown i'm still working at home doing it but it'd be nice to have my own sort of shop one day sort of motor hub where people can meet with their vehicles and cars just love to do uh, collaborations i've got some very exciting projects on the go at the moment so it's just all keep building up from that um, and just keep doing new designs. Yeah, just keep grinding away. And I mentioned in your intro that you're international, so you ship all over the world, right? 
ship all over the world. Uh, I have a friend in the States that organizes pinup photo shoots for me for t-shirt designs. And yeah, it's just literally all, yeah, all over the world. Now, do you do bespoke designs if somebody wants? I know one-offs seem kind of ridiculous when you think about shirts and things, but can people send you ideas and then you create a design out of that that becomes a line of clothing, perhaps? Uh, yes. So the, the system I work is called direct-to-garment printing. Um, so it's like a big inkjet printer. So there's no setup costs. So I do a lot of sort of custom designs for people. They can send their car into me or their bike and I'll put it into my style um, and yeah they can have it printed into the t-shirt they want and send it to friends and family or wear it themselves you know I could have only dreamed of this as a kid my friend and I started a silkscreen business now I'm dating myself back to the 70s and you would have to do a design and cut it out of film and then apply it to the silk and then you know pull the ink across and Oh my gosh, there was a ton of work. If I could only have dreamed of what we have now with this inkjet. It, it's, yeah, the um, screen printing is still, for, for mass production, um, still the best method. But this method is for small print ones, and you can be varied with the designs. So I can just keep adding and adding and adding. Yeah. Uh, um, and what's nice with these custom designs is a lot of them, if I like the design, I'll ask if I can add it to the range and they get free t-shirts. So Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. I think that's great. Uh, some great ideas for you listeners out there. If you are creative or if you have some ideas and designs, uh, here's your source. I always like to talk about cars and bikes, and you seem to be in love with everything that is mobile. Can we talk yeah. about a special vehicle in your life? Uh, I think for me, it was um, I was driving around in an old sort of um, dumper. I don't know if you have those in the States. A dumper. Well, we have dump trucks. It's a smaller version of a sort of dump truck. It's got like a skip on the front of a 4x4 vehicle. Okay. So I used to just drive around fields on that, pretending it to be a sports car or a tank. Or So I think that's what drew my imagination. How old um, were you yeah. when you were doing <laughs> this in the dumper? <laughs> I think I was about uh, 12. 12? Oh, 12, okay. 13. Very young. Very young. Just, yeah. There's a sort of wind-up handle to get it going and yes, just drive around the field. You've got to send me a picture of this thing so I can see what oh, we're yeah. talking about. Yeah, you'll have to email me that. I think that's cool. Now, you have a fascination for all sorts of things. So when you think about motorcycles, cars, steamships, where did this all begin? Was it as a little kid with the Corgi toys or the Matchbox by Lesney? Or you're probably too young for that, but I have a lot of those. I think it's just from, um, yeah, the toys um, and having my mum having the video shop, watching a lot of movies. So seeing all the different vehicles in that, which is very cool because I'm actually doing a movie range of cars at the moment. Oh, cars from movies. What cars from movies. So oh. I've done the Back to the Future uh, DeLorean. I've done the Bluesmobile. I've got the, to do the 1966 Batmobile, the Batcycle, Ghostbusters Ecto-1. Uh, kits from Knight Rider, General Lee. These were all sort of lined up. So looking forward to getting my teeth into those. Yeah, no kidding. That sounds cool. Well, I'm going to crawl into your head. I'll be a little bit of a psychologist for you today, okay, Adam, okay. If, you, if you'll allow me. If you were manifest as a vehicle, and this isn't what you want to be, this is your personality in some kind of a vehicle, what would you be? But the most important part of this question is the why. I think I'd have to be in 1966. VW panel van. 
Okay, kind of a uh, Southern California surf mobile. Surf mobile, they're very laid back, which I am, but have a practical side to them, uh, and have turned out cool. So hopefully, I've I've gone that way as well. <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, growing up in Southern California, as I did, the VW van at the time that I was in high school and starting to drive was just an old beat up used car. Of course, now we see they become like, you know, very eclectic uh, collectibles, if you will, especially the multi-window versions of those things. I mean, some of them are selling for $100,000 or more. They are. Yeah. They are veterans vehicles. And, yeah. Yeah. But if you've ever driven one, you'll go, why would I want to drive this thing? <laughs> They're so I'll slow. Be told that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think that's pretty cool. A 66 VW panel wagon. I think it's great. You know, one of the things that I found with guests is that those people that find ways to give back to others uh, are really happiest in their life. Are there some ways that you've helped other people that you give back in the automotive sector? Uh, there is, especially at the moment with sort of COVID. The way in my process is I'm sort of helping a lot of brands um, and families get their designs out there and sort of merchandise for them shops without them having to hold stock. So at the moment, I've got some cool collaborations with um, Derek Bell, the uh, Le Mans Formula One. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. You know, yeah, that guy. And a lot with the, um, the Campbell family. Oh, very cool. So I'm doing a lot with the Bluebird and, uh, yeah. Well, that's very cool. Derek and his son have been guests here on the show. Uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, meeting and spending some time with Derek a couple times, which is pretty neat as well. Great history in racing for sure. So that's the kind of guy to align yourself with. Absolutely. It's just nice looking through all the old photos and pictures of himself and yeah, doing designs. That's so very cool. Yeah, nice project. Well, I always ask my guests about a book. Now, since reading is not something you probably do, are you into audiobooks? Do you like to listen to books? Uh, I'm not really into the books, but I'm into sort of magazines. Okay. Um, and there's one that I'm sort of really into, which is um, Hayburner magazine. Hayburner. Hayburner. It's a 100% free uh, VW um, magazine. And they just have very cool bay windows, split screens, Beatles, squarebacks. Um yeah, and it's just purely all on sponsor money. Is that a British magazine? It's a British magazine, but they send that all over the world. I'll have to make sure I look that up and put a link to that site so that uh, listeners who are interested can subscribe and, and find that. I'm not familiar with Hayburner, and I'm surprised that I'm not because I talk to so many people and I get exposed to so many things. Have they been around a long time? Been around for, yeah, they've been around for a long time. i try and tell you which issue they're on if <laughs> I can find it somewhere no um, worries but yeah i think you know on about issue 40 well we'll dig that out for you and find out okay great um it's just um, a couple just run it and they do it all themselves well you know that's why it's great talking to people here on cars yeah you learn all about new things all the time i'll make sure i put a link to that on adam's show notes page we'll take one more short break we come back we're gonna go on the ultimate drive with you adam so uh sit tight keep the seatbelts on we'll be right back what began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, 
Their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Yeah listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars Yeah and check out the Barrett Jackson website for unique details on this new exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skill technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. All right, we're back. So, Adam, we're going to go on the ultimate drive here. I have a magic scepter. And that allows me to make magic happen for you. So you get to pick the kind of car you're in. You get to pick somebody you're with. This could be somebody living or deceased, somebody special in your life, or maybe someone you've never had the pleasure of spending time with. So I'd like to know what the car is, who the person is. I'm guessing they would be driving. So you'd be the passenger asking the questions. Driving, yeah. Yeah. So who would this be? Uh, I'd have to say it has to be an Aston Martin DB5, Ooh. and it would have to be uh, James Bond sort of driving. Um, now, which James Bond, since there are so many of them? There's so many of them. I love Sean Connery, but Roger Moore was sort of my era, so okay. I think they'd have to take it in turns. Um, oh, oh, you would stop and pick up a different one at each corner? <laughs> on the way back. Yeah. One can drive there, one on the way, way back. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it would have to be after sort of one of their car chases and, yeah, get the gadgets out. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what a special car. I mean, that's one of those iconic cars. My first Corgi, which my aunt bought me, was the James Bond Corgi. And yep. I had the ejector seat, you know, the guy would fly out this, the top of the car and the machine guns would pop out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I've still got that in a box somewhere around here. So uh, I should drag that out and think about that a little bit. Aston Martin DB5. Well, that would be a nice drive with one of the original James Bonds for nice. sure. Well, we're all looking forward to the new James Bond movie that they delayed due to COVID. So I guess it's going to be coming out hopefully this year sometime. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm a, a big Bond fan, so it's, uh, yeah, been waiting for this one. I think so. We all have. We've been waiting for a lot of stuff in the last 15 Very months. Very true. Oh, my gosh. Well, Adam, you know, you've taken me on a fun little ride here, and I really appreciate you taking time to be a guest on the show and for uh, responding to my email. Before I let you go, is there one little maybe parting word of wisdom or thought, a success quote you'd like to share? Um, I think it is just the sort of being the genuine and honest um and helpful and polite it just goes a long way it's just it's helped me out an awful lot gives me contacts and introduction, introductions like this 
Absolutely. Would it be nice if everybody in the world behaved that way? That would be pretty darn cool. Yeah. yeah, it would be for sure. What are the many ways that people can follow you, keep up with you, and learn more about retro classic clothing? Uh, so we have the website, which is uh, retroclassicclothing.com, uh, on Instagram, which is retroclassicclothing, on Twitter as Classic Carties, uh, on Facebook as Retro Classic Clothing. Okay, great. Also sell on Etsy and Amazon. All right. You're pretty much everywhere then. Pretty much. Well, that's smart. Good way to be. I'll make sure I put links to all these on Adam's show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Adam Allen, because I've had a few Adams on the show, um, and you'll find his website. Retro classic clothing. If you love old cars, old devices that transport people, you're going to love retro classic clothing. Reach out to Adam. Maybe you can collaborate on something pretty cool and carry a line in your store, your shop, your online shop, wherever that might be. Hey, Adam, thank you for spending some time with me today for being a guest here on cars yeah i really appreciate it until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road uh thank you for having me this has been a great experience well and i understand this is the first time you've been on a podcast too so you're a newbie but now you're a pro uh, i think so i'm enjoying it so yeah. <laughs> there you go hopefully you'll be in a lot more thank you very much adam it's been a delight thank you thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.